Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Compassion and Courage Conversations in Healthcare. This is the podcast where we teach compassionate communication, provide perspective, and inspire resilience. Thank you to everyone who has been subscribing and sharing and hitting all those uh, thumbs up buttons across social media. We, we really appreciate your support. Uh, thank you for helping us get the word out. Thank you. Thank you for helping us get a little traction with the podcast. And today, as often happens, I have in the studio with me, the hotness. Hi. Hello. Hi. You doing well? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm sitting next to you. I'm doing well. Then you won the lottery today. I suppose I did. I suppose (laughs) I did. Hey, I have a question for you. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I love hot seat questions. (laughs) What'd you call it? Hot seat questions. Hot seat questions. I thought you said hot tea questions, and I didn't understand that. Okay, so hot seat question. Hot seat question. If money were no object... Okay, I like that already. Money were no object... What job would you choose to do? Oh, there's so many, honestly. I would float. I would just float from activity to activity, I think. Is that that an acceptable answer? Well, yeah, you can say I wouldn't do anything. I would lay in a hammock all day and not do nothing. But that's not correct. I would float from activity to activity. I would write some. I would be philanthropic. I would... I would just help things move along. Help people and assist them. Yeah, good mm-hmm. stuff. Good stuff. I've been asked. <clears throat> I've been asked that question before. It's like, well, what would you do if money were no object? What would you do if tomorrow you won the lottery? And I, I for one, I could not sit around for the rest of my life doing nothing. I always think of that. Uh, oh gosh, I think it was in the movie Office Space. Where the guy's like, you know what I'd do if I had a million dollars? Nothing. I would (laughs) sit on my butt and I would do nothing. And that sounds great for about 15 minutes. (laughs) And after that time, I would be bored out of my skull and I would have to do something. So what would you do? And I, I remember the first time I was asked that question, I said, well, I'd be a rock star. I, you know, I think it'd be fun to live the rock star life. I don't think I want to do that anymore. I, I love what I'm doing. I, and that's where I feel like I'm super fortunate that I get to do what I love. I get to go out and be with people. I get to use my life experiences to help other people. So one of the things that, that might be kind of crazy whenever people talk to me about my speaking career, people are a little surprised to learn that if, if, I, if money was no object, you know who my audiences would be often? Who? Middle schoolers. Really? I love middle schoolers. And I know a lot of people, <laughs> tweens and middle schoolers, get a bad reputation because, you know, they're at an awkward age and their hormones are popping off all over the place <laughs> and they don't have good hygiene and you know, everything, everything that, is, uh, that you remember from middle school. And yet, I really love that because whenever I'm working with middle school students, it's so interesting to see their different levels of maturity, right? You've Mm -hmm. got some kids who ask a really insightful question like, you know, how did your family take it after you lost your sight? And then the next kid's like, "Uh, did your dog pee on the floor? You know, so you get such (laughs) a, you get such a, uh, a a different variety of, of levels of maturity and levels of insight with middle school kids. 
So I love working with students. Now, I don't often get to work with students. Um, usually my time is spent with nurses and doctors who I also very much love, but it always does something a little good for my soul whenever I'm working with students. Sometimes, actually over the last several years, when I work with students, it hasn't been middle school or high school students. It has been college students and specifically student nurses. Now, you've been with me on a few trips to uh, whenever I've been speaking for colleges of student nurses, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I love student nurses because they are so excited about changing the world. They, yes. they, they, are, they know that belly fire that they already have. They've got the compassionate heart. They've got the drive for going out and, and changing the world, being that compassionate nurse. So a year or two ago, I was, I was speaking at a student nurses conference and a young lady comes up to me at the book table afterwards and I um, asked her her name. She told me and told me what school she went to. And I said, well, how far are you into nursing school? And she said, well, I'm on my second semester. And I said, how is it? She said, it's tough, but I'm tougher. It's tough, but I'm tougher. I love that. And and I, I stopped and I thought about that with that young lady. It's like, it's tough, but I'm tougher. And boy, if times for all of us over the last couple of years haven't gotten tough, but we are survivors, right? We are human beings who are still alive. There's still air flowing through our lungs, our heart is still beating blood in our veins, we are still alive, we are still standing. After a couple of years of pandemic, we are tough. If you need something to celebrate, go out and celebrate the fact that you are tough. You are still here after this pandemic. And it's something, it's something that I'm, I'm trying to adopt more and more into my life. It's like, this is tough, but I'm tougher. This is tough, but I'm tougher. Have you heard me saying that lately? I have heard you saying that. Yeah. We're going to have to keep that in mind. We we do have to keep that in mind because right now I think so many of us, maybe all of us, maybe most of us feel like we have just been beaten up. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. The last couple of months um, on top of the last couple of years have really, really wreaked havoc across our country in, in so many different ways. And we just want you to know that, that if you are one of those people who feels a little beaten up after the last couple of years, um, we're here for you. We are here for you. We know that you're tough. We know that this is a tough time, but we also know that we have the ability inside of all of us to get through adversity. We have that ability. We just sometimes have to put it on stage, forefront and center, under the spotlight, um, to know that we have these abilities to get past our tough times. Times are tough, but I'm tougher. You know, define, toughness isn't always grizzle and... Strength. <laughs> just strength. Sometimes tough is just getting up the next day. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes overcoming adversity just means getting out of bed the next day. Yeah. Putting your putting your clothes on, going about the day, continuing life, even sometimes whenever it feels like life is passing us by. Yeah. Yeah. So 
remember, times are tough, but we're tougher. We're tougher. You're tougher. Absolutely. All right. Thank you all so much for being with us for this episode of Compassion and Courage, Conversations in Healthcare. Uh, We want to thank you for being tough. We also want to thank you for always tuning into the podcast and sharing it and, and subscribing and rating and reviewing all those things. Thank you all so much. And we'll see you next time on Compassion and Courage.